We apologize in advance, but today we're going to revisit our first job nightmares. Sorry. We own. Oh, hello. How's it going? Hello. Welcome to, what is it now, week three? Week three. Of remote recording. I know. Thanks for sticking with us. I know the sound quality is not the best, but you know what? Nothing's going to stop us for just producing this content, you know? Yeah, I mean... I feel like we're sounding better, though. I think it's getting there. I think we're getting there. I mean, like, it, it, nothing like the roadcaster, but you know what? We'll be, we'll be back with it soon, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe yeah. in the new year. Yeah, there is more we could do, but we have lives also. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> like, I think we put enough effort in to slide by. Like, that's kind of my motto for life, so. <laughs> I dig it. I'm with it. I'm with you. How was your day? Uh, mine was okay, but yours was kind of off to an interesting start today. You told me a little bit, but I want to hear the full story. Please tell our audience what happened today. Okay. Well, it's kind of funny and kind of sad, but like, okay, so everyone knows I have crippling anxiety. So like anxiety attacks just like pop up in my life. I'm like, I'm uncontrolled, whatever. So I wake up this morning and I'm feeling fantastic. I get a half a half hour before work. Like I do my hair, I do my makeup. I'm like, this is going to be a freaking great day. We have like our morning meetings at work. I'm like, yes, this is going to be a good Friday. And then I was like, around like 1130. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. Like I'll start, like, I'll just like turn on the kettle and I'll, I'll make an egg. And my just anxiety. One, one lonely egg. <laughs> yeah. One egg and one piece of toast. I was like, all I fucking wanted with a cup of coffee. Like that's all I wanted. That's all I was asking for. And a conversation that I had just like popped up back in my mind. And, and I was like starting getting nervous about it. And you know, like you're thinking about like, why did I say that? Like, you know, that like annoying thought yeah. process. So I was just like kind of cooking my egg, like whatever, thinking about that. And then all of a sudden my fire alarm goes off. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, my kettle set it off, or, like, my egg, I guess, set it off. And for five minutes, like, I'm not kidding you, five minutes, it's going off. I have all the windows open. I'm, like, flagging it down with, like, my towel. And I, my first thought was, okay, I got to call my mom. <laughs> so I call my mom, and I'm like, mom, I can't talk, but just tell me, like, how do I turn off a fucking fire alarm? Like, it won't go off. And, like, it's just an egg. Like, nothing, there's nothing on fire. And she was like, you have to get the batteries out. So my first thought was to open my front door because like people are probably hearing this and thinking like, you're not okay. okay." Like (laughs) live, whatever. So I open my door and all I'm thinking about is this is so embarrassing. Like my place isn't super clean. They're going to come in and everyone's going to come in and, and I'm trying to get the fucking fire alarm off. And I finally like get on my stool. I like rip the fire alarm off the wall and then like press the button and like stop. And then And then I fucking broke a fire, sorry, before the fire alarm went off, I broke a wine glass because I grabbed my like cloth and it like threw it off the counter. And so I'm standing bare feet, like bloody feet, like turning off the fire alarm, like it was so traumatic. And then I turn off the fire alarm, like it goes off. And then I think, and then I just start bawling my eyes out because A, I just like, I was like so frazzled, the thing before this. And then I realized like, this is how stupid I am. I'm like, no one came and checked on me. It was five minutes of pure blasting fire alarm. I opened my door to make sure that, like, if they were going to come in, they could just come in and, like, let the light out. And then I started crying because I'm like, I'm alone. Like, what if I died? No one checked on me for five minutes. Like, I don't know my neighbors, but I'm like, if I heard a fire alarm go off for, like, five minutes plus, I would probably peek my head out to be like, yo, dude, are you okay? And so then I started bawling my eyes about, that on top of like everything else and then I went to go like go look at myself on my phone because I had a meeting in 10 minutes and then I accidentally took a selfie and that is when I sent it to Alex. <laughs> Are you gonna post that picture? No it's like tr- it's like <laughs> no one needs to see what I look like I'm like devastatingly Like sad. we had literally like just finished talking and then it was like 15 minutes later and you just sent me that picture I'm like what happened to you in 15 minutes that caused this? It was so fucking wild. And then I just like got to thinking, I'm like, I'm single and I'm living alone and I could have died in a fire. Like Alex, like my mind, like that was a full on anxiety attack. Like it was so ridiculous. Like it was so stupid. Did you like ask, like, sorry, did you open your door to your hallway or no? Open the door because I'm like, I need more airflow because the windows in my room like don't open fully. So I'm like, I need more airflow. So I'm going to open the front door. And then I had the thought, oh my God, they're going to come in because I'm making the sound even louder with the door open. And then, and then the thought of them, like no one came and checked. 
Like, you didn't, but you didn't ask for help because that's the thing. Like a lot of people, like no. mind their own. Like they're probably like, oh, like her fire alarm just went off. Like she'll deal with it herself. But if you were to actually say help, I bet you someone would have come. I was so close for asking it. Like I was gonna knock on this like guy. Like my next door neighbor is like this guy who's like kind of maybe like a year older than me, and I was gonna run to his place and ask, but I'm like, no, this is so stupid. Like get up on the stool and like rip it out of the wall. I didn't like rip it out. Like it's not broken or anything. I just like ripped it out of its like hold. And to get at the batteries I remember but anyway, my yeah. first week of living like in that building the smoke alarm battery was low so like every minute oh. it'll screech like a piercing sound but I couldn't do it because like I was um, home all day unpacking like the first mm-hmm. day and I couldn't get it because um, I didn't want to break a nail so I just dealt with the sound oh. all day until someone could open it for me that didn't have a nail I mean, okay. makes sense. Yeah, that checks out. It sounds <laughs> I, about right for me. It does. That alarm has gone off three times now. It's so sensitive. And I'm like, I'm just fucking cooking eggs. Like, it's not, they're not burnt <laughs> or anything. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I can't. And, like, my eyes are still so sore from crying. Like, when I tell you I cried, like, I went on a full ball my eyes out for 20 minutes. And then I had my ice roller, like, and I was, like, icing my eyes because I had a fucking call with, like, a company. Like... <laughs> just like it was a horrifying morning and I just like I haven't recovered yet I'm like you know when you cry so much you get like a headache and you're just like oh and you're exhausted emotionally tired I'm like I just could take a nap for five hours and like I cried it was it was a hard day (laughs) uh I feel great I'm really sorry you went through that traumatic experience I honestly would have paid so much money to be a fly on the wall in that situation just to like see running around like the sequence of the fire alarm going off me grabbing the towel smashing smashing shattering a wine glass with my feet full of broken glass like it was just and then crying because i'm alone and no one saved me from this hypothetical fire like who the fuck (laughs) am i (laughs) honestly i've been there where like i was I had my door open this was like a really long time ago in like my first apartment I was literally like screaming for help and no one came it was really sad and I was like holy shit like no one gives a fuck all right now I know I know and then I was like (laughs) so I called my mom back (laughs) then I was like crying on the phone (laughs) and she was like oh my gosh, now you're crying because you're alone, like, no one came, and she's like, it turned into fury, and now you're just sad, like, come on now, get your shit together. When you call your mom about stuff like this, is she always like, oh my god, are you okay, or is she like, Tony Rose, you're fine, like, has she caught on to your... No, no, she (laughs) validates, I'm very much coddled, like, she um, validates my feelings, um, but she did cut her uh, conversation short, because she was going into Michael's, and it kind of made me sad, but I was like... (laughs) Um, no, she validates all my feelings and she's always on my side and she probably like shit talks to my dad being like, our <laughs> child has a riddling anxiety. Like she can't leave the house without freaking out. But you know, I'm here. So what else are moms for? Seriously. Uh, okay. Well, now that we got that out of the way, it feels so much better. <laughs> <laughs> got it off your chest. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Main topic of the day. Um, our post-secondary and oh my god I can't even speak to it. our post-secondary experiences and the jobs we've had before the company that we're at right now that we still work at together but yeah. I definitely have a lot of good stories from like my jobs pre BBTV that's for sure I'm excited I feel like my story is like way more interesting in university than it is like my working experience but I mean I have a good few gems in there so (laughs) perfect okay let's start with your post-secondary story okay should I just like dive in like full the whole story do it okay so (laughs) it was September 2011 when I went to Capilano University in North Van and it was a big deal because it used to be a college and for all our Canadians it's like a huge difference between a college and university and Anyway, I was just, like, really excited that I was going to university and not a college. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, I mean, anyone who knew me, I wasn't the best, like, academic 
star in high school and like the way that it works with like picking your courses is like how well you do in high school and like your grade 11 grade 12 year correlates to like your spot for when you get to pick your courses that you want to go into and obviously it was on like the last day of the last hour like I was like C's get degrees was my motto in high school um and it really like backfired so don't do that so like my first semester was full of like microeconomics and finance for managers and like math and that and science and I'm like that is not it like I'm not a math person like I suck at math and also when it comes to like test taking in high school like I would like leave the room and like test by myself because I would like shocker had anxiety (laughs) (laughs) and so when I went to university it was like a huge shock and I had to do like these crazy math classes and like a test with everyone else. And then on top of that, my sister had a baby during my first year of university. So I just felt like I had a lot going on and I didn't do well. So my first semester ended in December of 2011 and I was put on academic probation. And they said, if you, cause I, I failed one course, only one course out of the freaking four that I took. I mean, that's still, I shouldn't have failed. But anyway, <laughs> they were like, if you fail one more time, like you're going to be kicked out of university. And I was like, oh my God, this is like so scary because my mom said, like the rule was they'd pay for me for university, but if I ever were to like fail or get kicked out, like fail, they would never pay for me again and I'd have to pay for the rest of my university. And so it was like the second, um, whatever, second semester and I took like, I had to take another couple of like science courses and I just like did really badly. (laughs) I'll never forget the day. It was the morning after a CEO and office hoe party. Best theme. Great theme. Not degrading I'm, whatsoever. I'm not at all. I've actually been to so many of those. It's good time. I can reuse my kilt. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll never forget. We were in the basement of my friend Amanda's place. And it was like all the girls and we were all, because we all went to Capilano. So we were all waiting for our, like our grades to pop up in our email. And then everyone was getting like, oh my God, I passed, I passed, I passed. Like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I oh. get the email and it was like, I failed and no shocker I started like bawling my eyes out I'm like how am I gonna tell my mom like she's a new flan like I have to tell her like I failed and like I'm gonna get kicked out I'm kicked out and oh my god and so I was like I gotta go and I'm like so fucking hungover like I'm like I can't deal with this and so I was like driving home and there was construction and I'll never forget that they like made me stop and my window was open because it was like summer and I was like bawling my eyes out and she goes oh my god miss are you okay and I'm like no I'm fine I'm fine I'm like why would I ever tell the construction lady like my my troubles (laughs) in the world like it's very nice of her but I'm like you're not the one you know to crack me (laughs) like I'm good can I can I go anyway like long story short I send this like whole email to my mom being like mom like I studied so hard and I just like I couldn't pass microeconomics and it was like a rule that like in the final if you failed your multiple choice you automatically fail the whole entire course they don't mark your written and they don't care about your past grades it was such a stupid rule anyway so long story short she was like oh my god no we know you try and like you it's not like you're not studying and whatever so she was like really nice and so I went to Langara for a year which was a college and I fucking loved it but I was like it's not a university so I'm gonna go back to Capilano but when I went back to Capilano they made me do group therapy with all the other people that got kicked out what (laughs) sit in a class and be like why are we so distracted and why are we bad and I'm like I'm not bad okay like I was just helping my sister raise her son and I couldn't do a math problem like that and the, the bright side of it as I went from kicking out, getting kicked out of university to graduating on the dean's list. Um, and I finally graduated after five years um, with a BBA, which is like a bachelor of business um, administration and an advanced diploma in marketing. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Damn, you turned that around. But that's, oh my God, like having to like tell your mom is like the hardest thing. But at least she was so nice about it. I wonder if I find the email because I'll never forget I was sitting on my bed like bawling my eyes out like having to email my mom and she was on vacation like oh my god uh, I can see if you can find that email oh my gosh <laughs> I, I I'm trying to think so like in the post-secondary I went to was kind of like a private college I guess oh, so cool. I really wanted to study fashion marketing I thought I was gonna work at Vogue and like be this fancy ass bitch like no 
Um, hey, your stand's not over yet. It could still happen. I do not want to work for Vogue. Um, I used to like be really into writing and now I like literally can't put two sentences together half the time. Like I'm so happy I didn't go down that path. <laughs> um, but it was actually really funny and like I still think it's funny to this day. But I, I took like a bunch of like marketing classes within like my whole syllabus, but one of the courses they had us take was called color theory. And oh. honestly, like it's very much like, here's the color wheel, like do all this shit. And for some reason I got placed into the same class that like, cause there's like a graphic designing or graphic designer course and all this stuff. And like, you didn't only have classes with the same people that were doing the same program as you, you obviously got mixed in. But for this specific class, I somehow got put in with all of the graphic designers um, and all of my friends who were also in the same fashion marketing program, they were in a separate class. So the teacher they had made their assignments more towards like fashion marketing, whereas mine was like more towards graphic design. So like she had us create a house that an artist would live in. So like you had to basically oh. build like a, a house and design the inside of how this artist would live. Stupid, if you ask me. I don't know what the fuck this has to do with anything. Um, and then, so I went to her and I was like, hey, I'm actually in the fashion marketing program. My friends are doing this with this teacher. Can we meet in the middle? And can I do it based on a fashion designer based on like their collection, their latest yeah, collection? That's and cool. I thought that was fair. I thought that was still on point. She said, yeah, sure. I did it. And then when I submitted it, she was like, we didn't agree to this. And I was like, uh, what? Like, so I, I built this whole, like, I loved Betsy Johnson at the time, like very Barbie fun, like hot pink, everything. Um, I worked, I wanted to work at the store so bad in Vancouver. Like it's been long down, shut down now. But like, I remember like hand delivering this like really intense resume there. Sorry for another time. Um, But yeah, I, I put in this whole giant thing. I'm sure I have a picture of it somewhere. Like I did such a good job on it and I got a D. And so like, I almost like borderline failed the class. So like when I tell people, yeah, I almost failed color theory. People are like, what the fuck did you <laughs> almost fail color theory? I'm like, yeah, I know it's a fucking laugh. Um, so it was dumb. And like, that's why like kids just study, go to proper schools. Don't do what I did. Cause that was very much the same thing. Like I didn't like to study I just wanted to do more of like a creative type career path, but it still led me to a uh, bullshit classes like color theory. Yeah. I, I, I like hated school in high school, but that, and then like university, like the first few years obviously were just like the hardest time of my life. But once I learned actually like how to study, I really liked it. I mean, I really liked university cause like, in high school and like first year university, I would write everything down from the textbook. But then I learned like what important things were and like, you don't have to like memorize everything in the textbook. It was just like funny. And it's funny to say like, I didn't know how to study, but like you have to like learn the process and like understand like what you need to study and stuff. So I was and still am that person that when you're like, uh, writing notes mm-hmm. I will highlight everything like you're supposed to just highlight the key stuff but I literally will highlight the entire page yeah yeah I learned how to highlight just the key stuff because I used to like highlight the whole thing and they'd be like that is useless you're wasting your time so I just thought it was funny um university like it's my four-year anniversary as of t- uh, yesterday was my last day of classes four years ago because a memory popped up on Facebook I went to Amy Schumer <laughs> It's been eight years since I graduated. Eight years? Holy crap. Yeah, mine was only a two and a half year accelerated program. Okay. So like, that's, that's why like, I have a lot more job experience than like a lot of my friends because I started working when I was 16 years old. I took a break while I was in school for a little bit, but uh, even when I was in school, I was like, I need money. So I started working part time. Um, but yeah, but then I kind of started my career life like a little bit earlier than most people. So. Yeah. Well, let's jump into it. What was your first job? You worked in high school? Yeah, I got my first job at 16. No, 15? Yeah, I was 15. Le Chateau. Oh, right, 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 right. I don't know if Le Chateau's in the States for any of for anyone that listens outside of the US, but even like I'm pretty sure Le Chateau is like shutting down absolutely I think, everywhere. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, it's like a Quebec-based company. Honestly, like their clothes were the shit back in the day. Like they had like Everything. Le Chateau, like 
not La Chateau Girl, but they had like a little girl's version of it as well. But yeah, it was like the first place that hired me. And the reason why I wanted to get a job when I was 15 was because Aritzia hiked up the prices on their TNA sweaters and my parents refused to buy it for me. So I was like, fine, I'll just get a job and buy it myself. Did I ever buy that TNA sweater? I did not. So I mean, honestly, that's like a really good reason to get a first job. I mean, like my first job was when I was in grade five. So definitely illegal. Like what I would have been like 10. I don't know math. I probably been like 11, <laughs> 11. Yeah. 11 or 12. And it was in Crescent beach where like our summer house is. So we'd spend the whole summer like in Crescent beach and me and my sister got a job at the corner store and his name was Scott. He was like the nicest guy ever. He paid us $5 an hour and then gave us a sausage roll for lunch. So it was pretty <laughs> sick. I mean, illegal. Yes. Sausage rolls on point. Sausage rolls are so good. Yeah. That was the year that I broke the arch of my foot. So I remember cause like the corner store was literally just down the end of the street, but it would take me like 25 minutes to hobble there. And I like worked at a corner store on crutches. So it was like kind of horrible, but I love that job. (laughs) First job, honestly, like I had a pretty decent experience at Lush Till. The couple things that bother me about retail stores that are super strict. First of all, dress code. You Mm. had to wear Lush clothing. um, And you also could only wear stuff that they were still selling. And if you didn't have that, you could only wear a white dress shirt and black dress pants. Like, I'm sorry. My ass has never looked good in dress pants and never will. And so I remember before I even started, like my mom, bless her soul, took me in there and probably spent like $500 on getting me Lush Chateau clothes. And their stuff's not cheap. Like, so I, I wore like two or three different outfits to work. And I was sometimes working like three or four days a week, just like five hour shifts. That's crazy. Super crazy. And like, I remember once coming in. And they're like, you're not wearing anything Le Chateau and it's not a white shirt and black dress pants. And I was like, I would look like shit if I wore what you want me to wear because I can't afford to shop here. Like I had a 50% off discount, but yep. even it was still too expensive. And still to this day, that shit pisses me off. Um, yeah, the, I want to, I'm going to save it, but my Target uniform will fucking trump that. Ooh, okay. Tell me about that. Um, well, before I get there, I have, like, two more other job experiences. Crazy times. Okay, but okay. During- let's stay in order. Let's stay in yeah. order then. During so- high school, yeah. Oh, sorry. Do you want to go? I was going to say my uh, during high school job. Okay, hold on. Let me wrap up Lishita. I think I have oh, one more please. note. Um, oh, I was just going to say there was a time where someone, to- actually two separate situations, and it's been a while, so it's not like I can get in shit for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, a men's section to the one that I worked at. So they would always assign one person to work in the men's section. So you'd work like alone. You had your own register. It was fantastic. And this one time, like uh, I was switching shifts over with a girl and she said, Hey, like someone tried to like steal a bunch of ties earlier. So just like be on the lookout. I caught them, but I have a feeling they might come back if they notice I'm gone. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, sounds good. And then I saw this like couple walk in, they looked shady as fuck. And <laughs> They had a clear plastic plastic bag, clear, and I saw them shoving ties into it. But like me, I'm like 15, 16 years old at the time. Like right. I'm, I'm not a confrontational person. So I was like, okay, um, I'm going to wait until they walk out the door. And when the beeper goes off, then I'm going to do something about it. Um, but no, they were smart and they took off the magnetic tag. So they literally just walked out without making a sound. And so I couldn't say anything. And I was like, oh all right. Guess those are just yours now. <laughs> well, that's a, a lot of um, stores policy is like you can't, once they leave the store, you can like no longer go after them, which I kind of yeah. find like that's a crazy rule. Like clearly that there's like a specific it's the safe. It's the safety of employees. Like they don't want you to right. have to like run and, and chase after them because if like you get hurt, then like that's on the company. So that makes sense. But I was just like, I don't want to confront them. But <laughs> another time I was ringing up a... Uh, a guy for like a full suit and like you kind of worked on commission at Le Chateau like you got an hourly wage and you got commission but whichever one was greater that's what you got on your paycheck so if you earned like $200 in your hourly but you earned $350 in commission you got paid the commission instead of your hourly does that make sense it's dumb it's I, that makes sense but that's the wor- that is horrifying that's it's, horrible that's horrible yeah it, it sucks and it was like you got like 6% of your total sales up until a certain amount. The whole thing, it was so complicated and it sucked. Anyways, 
I was working on this really big commission deal for this guy. It was like a, a jacket, two um, dress shirts, pants, like the full thing. So it was going to meet my whole quota for the day. And I ring him up and I'm like, okay, you're good to go. Bye. And then it was really busy. It was like the holiday season. And then the next person comes and I'm trying to like get to the next transaction, on the computer, but it's like, oh, your transaction's not complete. And I was like, what? And then I realized I look at the slip from the debit thing and it, his card was declined and I didn't notice. And he literally and he walked, walked in. everything. So, and I like, bless her soul. I mean, I know that like, she was kind of a shady manager, but she, I called her over and I was like, Hey, um, this happened. I don't know what to do. And she's like, okay, we're just like going to pretend this didn't happen. And she just like, cause you needed a manager to like exit out of the transaction. So I couldn't have even like hit it if I wanted to. So like, I had to tell her like, Hey, she's like, okay, we're just going to pretend this like never happened. She just exited out and she's like, go about your day. Oh my God. That is a really good manager. Cause like, not that I condone this, but like working for big corporations and stuff like that like once in a while it's okay <laughs> I was so scared honestly if it would have been anyone else I would have gotten fired and they probably would have made me pay for it and it was probably like a thousand dollars worth of stuff oh, and that's geez. a lot when you're working for like eight dollars an hour totally that's crazy oh my god wow what an experience Ugh. well that's all I have on Le Chateau on to the next um okay well I didn't really work in high school but I worked for my parents company so like my dad's like a he's like a car broker, car dealer. Um, and so I was like his office manager, literally just like punching in receipts. But then when I got my license, I would drive to and from Seattle in a day and transport cars for him, like deliver in Seattle, pick up another car, drive it all the way back to Vancouver. And like, that's a, like a 14 hour day. So that was like my job in high school. But like my first like real taste of the real world, was when I was in university, I got my first internship, which was in the Vancouver Fashion Week. And I was like their marketing intern. So I didn't get paid, but it was like, it was downtown. And I like lived at the suburbs of my family's place at the time. So like going to take the train and getting like my morning coffee and like going downtown, like I literally thought I was something like I thought this was like the dream. And I ran their social media accounts and like contacted like global press, like press in like Germany, press in France for them to like fly in and like cover the event and stuff like that and I would just like manage their thing but the one funny story that I have there was like back in 2013 when I interned there like they didn't have the best reputation like they got their shit together now and it's like a way better corporation but um the guy that I'm not gonna say his name because he's I mean, I can't say it. He still works there, but um, he doesn't like, like you were not allowed to wear Uggs and you weren't allowed to wear sandals, like open-toed shoes. And I didn't know that. And so one day I showed up in Uggs and because those were in style at the time they were in style and I'm like that's comfy I'm so excited I got them for Christmas like fuck off I love these and so I like walk into the office like not knowing this was a rule and I swear to god everyone turned their heads as soon as I walked in and they all like gasp and they're just like if if blank sees you in this like you're going to be let go you're going to be fired and I'm like fired I I don't even get paid I was like like, and so I was like covering my feet with my jacket the whole day (laughs) And I got up to like show him something because I had to go to a meeting with him. And he was like, wear those one more time and you're, you will not be coming into work. And I was like, oh my God, that's so fucking crazy. And then of course I did that with flip flops. Like I didn't know. And it was just like so stressful. I went on my lunch break and got shoes at Payless. Oh my God. Honestly, only, I feel like that would only be in Vancouver. Like they take themselves so seriously here. It wouldn't be anywhere else. Like I think like not even New York fashion week. They'd probably be like, whatever. Yeah. Because they're trying, to be, they're trying to be something. They're like, they have yeah. to, I don't know. I just like, well, I was like, Ooh, but I really did love working there. Like it was really cool to like go behind the scenes and like work with the makeup artists and then like sign everyone in and like run their social media accounts. I don't know. It was like a fun job and it was downtown. So I was like, this is the um actually while we're on topic of Vancouver Fashion Week I actually interned for it was this guy that worked at Le Chateau and he knew that I was like already going to be going into fashion marketing after high school and he's like oh I actually run a fashion blog and I'm looking for people to like be writers on my blog and stuff like that and I was like oh yes fantastic so I started doing that I brought on some like other girls like once I started um in post-secondary like they were also writing but then we were like soon realizing we were doing all the writing. Like he wasn't yeah. doing any writing. He was just taking all the credit for it. 
And um, for one of my classes, we actually had to go to Vancouver Fashion Week and interview a designer. So then I asked him, I was like, hey, um, can you hook me up with this? And he's like, yeah, for sure. I'll bring you to this day. Does that work for you? And I was like, yes, great. He takes me. We have front row seats, which was like fantastic because yeah. most of it's like standing room. Yeah. And and then I guess the 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 organizer. So I think we're like thinking of the same person, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Is it a guy? Is it a bald guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um yeah. <laughs> he came up to him because then another girl showed up who was like a model friend of this yeah. guy's. And so there's three of us sitting there and the, the organizer comes up and he's like, You only have two seats, like you cannot have three. So then I'm sitting here thinking like, I'm your intern, like I'm writing for your blog as well as like doing something for my class. And he looked at me, he's like, Alex, do you mind? So I had to go stand in the back. I couldn't get any pictures for my project for why I was there in the first place. And then he had the audacity to get mad at me to be like, why didn't you get any pictures for the blog? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Cause you kicked me out. Like I was literally standing and like, he kicked me out of the seat obviously when it was busy and it was already like packed and full. So I was like at the very back of the room and I'm short. So RIP to that. That is so fucking sad. So embarrassing. Cause I was like, wow. Okay. Like I know exactly what you're doing. I can show you the picture. Like I'll show you it's somewhere. Um, but it's just, it's so embarrassing. Like thinking like, okay, like you kicked me out because you wanted to be seen with someone like I'm not insecure, but, like, someone prettier than me. Like, she was dressed so much better than I was. Like, she looked right, fantastic right. and, like, fine. But, like, that was just, like, so shitty. I was like, wow, okay, I, I understand how this works now. Yeah, I, after, like, Fashion Week, I was just like, I don't want to be in the fashion industry. Like, they're just, like, so No, that's the thing is, like, they, I mean, I haven't fully worked in the, in every aspect of the industry, but, like, that's, like, no. very Vancouver. And that's like really okay. sad because it's like, why do we take ourselves so seriously here? Like we don't even have that good of a fashion culture here. So for yeah. them to be like that ridiculous is like, okay, calm your shit. We literally have Vancouver Fashion Week and then we have Eco Vancouver Fashion Week. Have you ever been to Eco Vancouver Fashion Week? I haven't been to Eco, but I've been to the okay. one that was like in Chinatown on Hastings and like the seediest part of town. It that's was a Vancouver. gymnasium. That's- yeah, that's where I interned. Yeah, maybe it was like the same. What year did you do? 2013. Oh, okay, no. I went, one of my like friends who worked at BBTV, who's not mm-hmm. there anymore, but like she got like tickets and she's like, let's go. So we got off work early one day and like we went and we went like all dressed up thinking oh, we were yeah. like hot shit. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I know. There was a period of time where it was just like the coolest thing to go there and like take photos and post up on Instagram. So it was funny. Thank God those days are over. <laughs> <laughs> what's your next job um okay I twofold so first I worked for this like uh Italian place called Anducci's that was I think I've talked about this yeah but so I've talked about that so now I will go into so when they shut down the the space that they were in like the, the physical location was taken over by um a Japanese restaurant it was Japanese fusion place um and my sister's friend was one of the sous chefs and he got me a job as a waitress I was like one of the only white girls that worked there and it was crazy because it's really hard to learn every single thing that's in like 50 different sushi rolls oh my god yeah and like just not understanding um like Japanese and Korean culture because it was actually like owned by a Korean family so Mm this one time I was depending on what someone ordered, like obviously if someone orders a sushi roll, you bring them, um, soy sauce dishes. If they order tempura, you bring them a tempura dish. Like there was a certain process for everything. And this one time they ordered green tea. So obviously I bring the green tea cups and one of them was very minorly cracked. Like you had to like really like squint your eyes to see it. I got in so much trouble for this because apparently it's just really really bad luck if you give Uh, someone a cracked like teacup so they like reamed my ass out for it and I was like first Uh of all you can barely see the second of all like how am I supposed to know that you never told me that so from that day forward like they micromanaged me like nobody's business like every order I would take the like um I mean I guess like head waitress whatever you want to call her like she would walk me to every single station while I got the soy sauce dish or the tempera dish or whatever and she oh like, like inspect it like front and back and I was just like this is too much for me 
I'm, well, I didn't even quit after that. Um, the, the kicker of the whole thing, I was only working once a week for five hours. It was literally just enough to cover the gas in my car. And I, I loved it. Cause it was like, my mom was off my ass about having a job. I yeah. made decent tips. It was fine. Um, but they actually ended up not firing me. I guess maybe they did fire me because I decided to be a boss ass bitch and I got my lip pierced. And oh, and they didn't like that? Hated it. Absolutely hated it. But I honestly don't blame them because I got it. And it was because like you can get these like cute little studs and it's like not bad. But when you what first you get it pierced, you have to get like you have to have a giant one in with like a really thick bar so it gives you healing room. Um it fell off while I was mid shift, like the bead on the front, like rolled off and I couldn't find it. And there was no one in the restaurant. Like this was not a busy place, like whatsoever. Um, so I was literally on my hands and knees trying to find the bead because I didn't want it to fall out. Like it was still healing. If I took it out, it was going to grow over. So like the head waitress is like literally like yelling at me, like, why are you on your hands and knees on the floor? And I was like, you know what? As an adult, I look back on it. I was like, yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. So they like <laughs> called me in like a couple of days later and they're like, we actually like don't have enough hours to keep you on anymore. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's such a funny story. I, I, was, I thought thought it was going to go like in someone's food or something. I thought, I thought no, was I was just like, they were just so like disgusted with me I guess they were just like oh that's cool like uh. but it's funny because like they still like that place doesn't exist anymore like they shut it down because it didn't do well but they still have like one of the best sushi places in Coquitlam and I the owner still recognizes me when I come into this day and sometimes what's it called in Coquitlam um uh, Nagano Ooh, I can look it up they're really good I've been to a lot of sushi places in Coquitlam so I'm wondering if I've been there yeah, it was it's a fun experience. It was like my first waitressing experience. Do I want to do it again? No. They actually like because like I did my first couple shifts and then they asked me to come in for more training shifts, but for free. They're like, you need to do shifts for free to learn how to do your job better. And I was like, okay. And my mom's like, that's not how that works. And I was like, I just want to keep my job. So yeah, free, work, free labor. Nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, okay, moving on to my first, like, real job was Target. Target came to Canada, y'all, in 2013, which was, like, wow. So excited, and everyone was, like, excited for this, and my friend actually got the job there first while they were, like, building the store in Coquitlam, and so she's, like, oh, I can refer you, so she referred me, and I got the job, and it was, like, awesome to, like, work with your friend, and, like, we literally built the store, and when I say built, like, we built the shelves, we put up the posters, we did every, like, put the everything like it was it was a really cool experience and then a few months after target and coquitlam opened i was transferred to the burnaby um location to like build the burnaby location and like open it up and that was like such a long process again because i like literally just like built a store two months ago and now i have to build another one and i mean it was like good it was like a crazy time. I was the merchant, the merchandise brand attendant for beauty and food. <laughs> so I was like, but it's like funny because like people would come in and be like, what shade do you think this is? Or like, what do you think I should get? Like, I'm looking for an eyeliner that's like not too blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we're not a Sephora. Like we're fucking like a drugstore. <laughs> like, I don't know. But then I would like go out of my way and like help people. And I'm like, well, I'm not like a makeup artist, but I think this would be really good or blah, blah, blah. And anyway, it was like ridiculous. But if I'm like a, if you're a brand attendant, in uh makeup which I was <laughs> I had to go in once I think it was like once every couple months at 4 a.m to change the SKUs and like all the promotional stuff and it was like literally nuts actually maybe it was like once a quarter like every season it changed um but then sadly okay there's two funny stories that I remember at Target actually three one someone actually took a shit in the middle of the aisle like just like the wow, and it's it was an Aww. adult, it wasn't a baby, wasn't a baby. Yeah. And I'll never forget on the intercom, like one of the managers was like, "Yeah, so we have an accident. Can someone grab three cans of Febreze?" And someone grabbed because like it smelled like shit. Like literally, the, the whole fucking store isn't like shit. I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me? So we like, thankfully, I didn't have to clean that up. Um, but I, we were like Febrezing the whole store to like make it like smell okay. Yeah, and then. A couple, like, months later, we found two people having sex in the clothing section. And I'm just like, I hate this. Like, I hate people. Like, I literally hate 
people. Um, did you find it, them or did you just like, you heard the story? I walked by and I was like, I think they're having sex. Like, I think they're, and then so I went over to my manager and I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm crazy, but like, these people are having sex, right? And, she, like, <laughs> and then she was like, oh my God, they are. So then she went like really close to them and then we started talking and then they like stopped and like walked away. Oh my God. Yeah, it was Whoa. so ridiculous. And then the last story that I found like really fucking memorable and like me and my friends talk about this to the day, like I think we'll talk about this to the day we die. But anyway, my cousin's, oh no, not my cousin. My friend's aunt got married and we all went as like her plus one. Like we had a whole table. It was like so fun. It was like open bar and we just got like when I, we got trashed. Like I literally went home in like the bridal party's limo and like threw up in my friend's bag like it was a bad night for me (laughs) and her dad had to like carry me up to her bed and I had the morning shift at Target that like the next day and so my alarm goes off and like they thought I died like they were shocked that I was actually up and I'm like I gotta go to work and so I like put my khakis on my red collared shirt my little name tag which I still have my name tag with like the bulldog the bullseye dog you know whatever anyway that was a side note and so I get to work and I'm in the toy section and I bend down to pick up a toy and full-on throw up like (laughs) (laughs) throw up in my mouth and I'm like oh my god so I'm like cupping my mouth and I'm like oh my god and then I like go and throw up in the bathroom and then I like tell my manager I'm like I'm really sick um I have to go home I'm not feeling very well (laughs) (laughs) that's honestly happened to me twice not not throwing up but like the first time I ever called in sick was again, Sarah, Sarah, if you're listening to this, you you get me drunk way too often and it's horrible, but it was her 21st birthday or no, maybe her 19th birthday. And we had like this huge rager in her house. And like we, me and her drank a two six of gin, a bottle of champagne and two beers each. Like, Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, and we oh were my like, God. Yeah. I yeah, would yeah. Die. yeah. We were like 19 and we died. We woke up with only, <laughs> We woke up in her bed with literally two pairs of underwear on, and that's it. Like, I think in our mind, we were thinking we were putting on our pajamas, but we both, like, put on an extra... <laughs> anyway. That's, that's <laughs> the point. And so I was like, Sarah, I think we have alcohol poisoning. Like, I can't go to work, but I've never called in sick to somewhere before. So I had her call Target, pretend to be my mom, and said that I had food poisoning. And so I posted on my Instagram, like, a bunch of medicine being like, food poisoning's the worst. And then I show up to work the next day after, and everyone's like, oh my god, why are you here? Like, food poisoning takes a couple days. And I'm like, yeah. I'm fine, like a little queasy, but I'm okay. (laughs) Honestly, I swear like retail companies that employ like young kids should constitute like, okay, you get two weeks of vacation, five sick days and two hangover days. Like they should just like, let's just be real because every time someone calls them with food poisoning, nine out of 10 times you're hungover. Like, yeah. Mm. totally and like the ending of my job at target was kind of sad because like i actually loved working there which was like random um and i got a promotion in the summer and i told them like i still go to university i can't work 40 hours when it comes to september and they said oh yeah that's totally fine september comes around and they're like okay we need you to work the 40 hours and like to continue your job and so i asked them if they could demote me to go back to just like a normal salesperson they said no and so i tried working 40 hours for like two months and like going to school and it just like wasn't possible and so then i quit and then three months later they called me being like target's leaving canada and the day it was announced it wasn't like they had no notice before like the target employees found out that everyone, everyone found out it was like in their morning huddle and like basically like 90% of the staff walked out and they quit like on the spot and they're like, everyone's leaving. Like you were like, we know you're loyal and you don't work and blah, blah. And like, I'm a pushover. And if anyone asked me to do anything, I said, yes. So I went back and worked for them for like six more months to like take down the store. And it was like, yeah. really, it was, like really but I guess sad. like at that point you really could have like demanded what you wanted though, in terms of like hours and flexibility. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I said. I was like, I'll come in when I can. Like, I'll give you my, that's exactly what I did. I mean, no pay. Like they couldn't increase my pay. They were like literally shutting down, but like I did have flexible hours because they're just like anything helps. I just felt so bad. I remember going into the Target at Metro Town once and like, it was like 
a bomb had gone off in there like shit was just everywhere it was like literally like in boxes like I remember like the beauty section they were literally just putting out the boxes of stuff because they're like we're not gonna fucking merchandise this just take it it was so sad and like all the clothing were in like shopping carts like we couldn't keep up with people destroying the store and so at one point we're just like let's fucking put everything on the floor and like have the have at it because like no one fucking cares and then when the when the store actually closed like we worked for like a month or two after like taking down all the fixtures and like selling refrigerators and like everything was for sale it was like the craziest time and it was really sad that is really sad i miss target so much memories (laughs) memories don't miss that khaki though at all I oh yeah so what was your uniform you didn't talk about your uniform oh, right <laughs> my uniform was khaki pants and it couldn't be like a and you could wear shorts like it was shorts or pants I don't think you could wear a skirt and then the collared target shirt and then like this name tag and then you had to wear a walkie-talkie around your neck and like it was just like nerd alert like it was so bad Wait, but they like, didn't they didn't provide you with the uniform though like they just said what they, had, that's lame they did not. They, no, they literally didn't give you an, uh, oh, we had an allowance. We had like 50% off at like Mark's warehouse to go buy khakis there. And they were the worst khakis of my life. And they didn't even provide you like a target red. Like it wasn't like you just had to go find a red shirt. And like red is a really freaking hard color to find. Interesting. You would have thought that they would at least provide the polo. You would think, but they provided a target branded name tag. So that's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) so exciting um okay so my next place of work I mean I had a bunch of stuff like in between but I'm just picking like the good shit um actually I didn't write this one down but I think it's worth noting while I was still in my fashion world uh I interned at Holt Renfrew while I was um in school I got the internship through school and like honestly I don't know how I got it because I was a dumbass when it was the interviews, they did like group interviews and I misread the date and I just didn't show up. So then I emailed them and I was like, I'm so sorry. Can I do a separate interview? And they said, yes. Like they let me come do an interview and I got the job. I was like, okay. Like, this is what really was the weird. internship? Visual merchandising internship. So like, <laughs> like the huge, like beautiful Christmas setups that they do. Yeah. I did that one year and it was honestly so much fun. Like so, so fun. But then once Christmas was over, it got really boring. And honestly, God help them, I dressed myself like shit every time I was there because my shift started at 7 a.m. in downtown Vancouver. And I was like, I would have to get my mom to drive me. I lived by like UBC at the time. So she would have to drive me to the Sky Train. Then I'd have to take the 7 a.m. Well, not a scheduled train or anything. But yeah, I started at seven. So I would probably wake up at like five, five thirty. And at some point I was just like, I don't care. And I wouldn't wear makeup. My hair yeah. looked like absolute garbage. So I'm literally like on the floor looking like I work at stitches or something. Like <laughs> oh my God, I used to love that store. Yeah. I just like I look back on it. I'm just like Jesus Christ, Alex. And like for any US listeners, Holt Renfrew is like the equivalent of like Nordstrom. And it's not like a super, yeah. super fancy place, but like it's like it's pretty fancy so I don't I don't know how that worked out but um in the end uh they gave me a $35 gift card so it was an internship I didn't get paid um and I got a $35 gift such a random number like at least give her 50 (laughs) I know um yeah I just felt bad that I dressed super shitty there um but that internship led me on so once I graduated from post-secondary I started working at forever 21 which Mm -hmm is no longer a store anymore. Although I heard they're kind of making a comeback because they well, they're still they're, they're oh. still in the there's yeah they're still in the U.S. and then for Canada it's only in line online in line. Yeah, so it's like I have so many stories. Like I worked there for two and a half years, and like retail is just like one of the most like intense places to work. Like just so much shit happens like day to day. Like I could talk about it for days, but I just remember like when they called me for an interview. I had been taught in school that you need to like, like being in the fashion industry, you have to have like a book that has like all your work in it. And I was still in the midst of like getting mine printed out. So when the manager called me, I was like, oh, like my book's actually like not ready yet. Cause she wanted to schedule the interview for the next day. I was like my book's not ready. Yet. And she's like, oh yes, you're going to have to fix that. And I was like, okay. So then I like rushed it. Like I went to a printer, I got it all done with, I paid literally like $150 to like get it done. Cause it was like big, like it wasn't just like a standard little like 
duo tang. It was like a really like fancy put together thing. Um, and then I went, I got the job, but it was like part time. I wasn't even like a visual merchandiser. I was like a visual assistant for like literally $10 an hour, like outside of graduating post-secondary. It was so embarrassing. Um, but she was so mean. And still to this day, I look back and she scares the absolute shit out of me. She would just like yell at you if you didn't understand something. And it's like, we're not doing anything complicated. We're talking about merchandising clothes. (laughs) <laughs> and, like, they had, like, a really specific way of merchandising. Like, on one bar, you had to make an outfit. So you had to do a top, a layering piece, um, a, or sorry, a top, a layering piece, a jacket, a pair of pants, and then you would put a dress on the end, but the dress also has to go with the layering piece and the jacket. And I'm like, wow, oh how do you do this when, like, Forever 21, again, a pretty it's a young demographic store. Like they just like throw shit absolutely everywhere. So every day we would come in and you couldn't even merchandise. You would just basically be cleaning up from the night before. Yeah. Um, but like my very first day, like she basically had me folding a giant table of tank tops for like eight <laughs> hours. Oh, like Sweet. no, sucked. But, um, my shifts were like 7 a.m. to like 2 or 3 p.m. And I would commute like an hour drive both ways to do it as well. I wanted to fucking blow my brains out. Like eventually I got promoted to like $14 an hour and she left. We got a really dope manager. So then I started liking it. I became like one of the more senior people there. But then I got a stalker. He was, yeah, he was like this like middle-aged guy. He was the janitor and he he barely spoke English so like I couldn't understand him really but then one morning he shows up because I was going through this like phase of eating grilled cheese sandwiches and chocolate milk from Tim Hortons like just the life of working someone at 7 a.m and he showed up one day and he literally had like six cartons of chocolate milk and he's like this is for you and I was like thanks like it was so random and then I kept getting these text messages from a random person and they're like, I'm your secret admirer. And I was like, okay, seriously, like, who the fuck is this? And then eventually he's like, oh, it's, it's me. And then he said his name. And I was like, how did you get my number? And he's like, oh, I got it from like the, the visual merchandising, like, like behind the front desk, there was like yeah. a thing and it had all our phone numbers on it just in case someone called in sick. He like stole my phone number from there and we just wouldn't stop messaging me and like harassing me. So like, I felt really bad, but then I had to like go to uh, like my manager and he got fired because he just wouldn't no. back off. Don't feel bad. That's fucking weird. I know. I just felt bad because like he was, he didn't speak really good English. He was working oh. because to like provide money for his family, like back in the Philippines. I was like, yeah. okay, but why'd you have to go be such a big creep? Like you made me so uncomfortable. I couldn't even like work with you. Like if we were in the back room, which was like a tiny ass back room, then like I had to leave. Even if I was on my break, I'd literally just go stand in the middle of the store floor. Cause I was like, I can't be back here. Oh my gosh. That's not fun. Not fun at all. But similar to you, how like you had to do those 4am shifts. I had yeah. to do what we called floor sets and it was every six to eight weeks. We would have to do four nights back to back working from 9pm to 6am. Wow. And it sucked. And it was basically, yeah, like turning the whole store mm-hmm. upside down because there'd be like a new theme so then you'd have yeah. to move the new one to the front and then you have to move everything else around it's so annoying but then because they were so cheap on their hours because we were all working overnight and we would have helpers that were like the regular yeah. sales staff they're like oh because you're using so many hours when the store is closed um we don't have enough hours to schedule people during the day so you guys have to work during the day now and do the exact same job like when customers are in the store so you're trying like you have this big ass mess and there's customers pulling at everything so i think we started at like four o'clock in the morning like same yeah. as you. i was like this fucking sucks because the store would open at like nine most days yeah and then people would start taking all your shit apart and you're like all right i give up and that was my time at Forever 21, and I'm never going back there. I mean, not that I yeah. consider it, not that I could, but. <laughs> That's funny. But, okay, actually, also, one more thing. They yeah. were really weird about facial piercings, and I think this was, like, store to store. The manager kind of had a different take on it because, I mean, it's a very young, again, demographic store. Like, the models in our posters had nose piercings. I wasn't allowed to wear my nose piercing on the floor. I would have to take it out every single day. 
And there were some days that I knew if the manager wasn't there, I would keep it in. And like other assistant managers would be like, you have to take that out or you're going to get in trouble. And, I'm, and I was just like, it's not offending anyone. Like, I don't understand yeah. what the deal is. I that. And we had like a visual merchandiser from corporate come from like California one day. I shit you not. He had a tattoo um, under his ear, like on his neck. That was literally, it was a dick. He had a dick and it was like uh, there was like jizz coming out of it. And I was ew, like, are you I'm I'm not exaggerating. It was like a hairy dick with jizz coming out of it. And I was like, my nose ring is offensive, but this guy's just allowed to fucking hang the around this dick on your neck. <laughs> it was insanity. I remember then going to our manager and being like, Can you explain this to me? And she's like, Oh, well, like that's his manager's preference. He works at headquarters. I was like, Yeah he works at headquarters so like yeah. why is there so, like oh my god it was insane and uh, i think that's all the stories i have for 21 but fuck that place never again <laughs> okay my next job i don't have like that many like cool stories but it was one like one of my favorite jobs and like unique jobs um basically when i was in university my friend like one of my best friends amanda worked for one of our profs like professors because she had a side time job of being like emotional intelligence specialist where she would go into workplaces and meet with the upper management team and like literally have like sessions that are like eight hours long to like kind of decompress being like what are your issues like why are you working like how can we make this like better blah blah and then also the other side was like she met with people individually like talk about their emotional intelligence anyway should she go work on the bachelor honestly like it was so (laughs) cool so I came on in 2015 and I worked for her for two years um with my friend Amanda and I was her manager of operations and marketing and it was really cool because like at first I was just fully her like emotional intelligence like that business I was like her manager her operations and it was really cool like we built a website the three of us and like I got to go to these sessions and like it was just like a really cool learning experience I like ghost wrote for her for her blogs I did like emails we did like email newsletters like monthly newsletters and so it was actually like my first job that I learned a lot of things like I was going to school for marketing I thought this was really cool But then she's a professor as well. And it turned into me like grading her like schoolwork sometimes and like going into classrooms with her. And I was just like, it just like turned out to something that I didn't really want to do. So I ended in 2017, but it was like my first job that I was like, oh, I got a taste for marketing. I got a taste for like email marketing and, and building a website was really cool and learning how to edit photos. And, and she had a YouTube channel and like, I was her teleprompter girl and my friend filmed her. And like, so it was like really cool to like be on set. Cause she had like cameramen and makeup and um, hair people. And I was just like sitting there with the teleprompter in my hand, like <laughs> scrolling down. Like it was, it was a cool experience. Like I really enjoyed it, but that was like my, like my first real taste of like what's after retail and like what's after university type of thing. So there's props. always that first job right after university where you've got like, you've got the stars in your eyes. You're so yeah. like, yes, I'm going to own this world. And then you very soon realize how much it sucks. A hundred thousand percent. Do you have one more? Mm, yeah, I can talk about my next one. So I actually still kind of work for them like part-time. Oh, right. so, <laughs> I mean, not every job is like perfect and has its bumps and it's been like great. Still working for them part-time. Um, this was like my first, like, I would say like proper like office job and it was working in fashion wholesale. So it was like, you know, small, uh, like small boutique, like mom and pop owned sh- uh, shops would go to, um, fashion wholesalers and they would carry like specific lines so like at the time I think we were carrying like anywhere between like eight to twelve different brands and so they would come they would do their buys it was the first job that I got to travel for no no worries oh, that's cool travelers. we got to go to Edmonton and Calgary oh sick twice a year but I oh my god it's grueling though I would work three weeks straight weekends in wow. because it would be like market season so like we would do market at our showroom we would pack everything up. We would fly to Calgary, set everything up, do two days there, pack it all up, put it in a U-Haul, drive from Calgary to Edmonton, oh set it all up again, and then finally do a couple days there and uh, take it down again, and then we would fly back home. But then we'd have to set it all back up again when we got back to Vancouver <laughs> and do another show. So it was three weeks straight. 
I was exhausted. Although I do remember one time um, that uh, while I was working here, Steve and I were long distance at the time. And he surprised me one day and he just like showed up and he's like, I'm only here for the night and I'm leaving like uh -huh. tomorrow night sort of thing. Um, and I was supposed to work the next day. So I called in sick and I was like, hey, I'm not feeling well. Um, can I come in? Or I was like, I can come in now and maybe leave early. Or I think it was like vice versa. And like whatever I was suggesting, they yeah. wanted the opposite of it. And I was like, well, that's not going to work because I'm yeah. lying. Um, and then in the end, I was like, I know I'm just like not well enough to come in. And like, they were really, really mad at me. I've actually done that twice. I'm a really shitty person. Uh, um, no, fuck that. Sorry. Everyone needs their time off. And it's like, I can't. I literally can't. The one time that I actually felt really, really bad about it was this like retail store that I was working at like part time. And I was just really hungover. Like I did not want to go. I was going to be working by myself and I was like, fuck this. And it was, it was just like a ma and pa owned little retail store. And the, I thought they were just going to get one of the other girls to come in and cover for me, but it was actually the wife that had gone in who was like one of the owners and she was actually going through chemotherapy at the time. And I felt so fucking bad once I found out that she was the one that went in, but I was like, I was really hungover. I was like exuding alcohol out of my skin. Oh my god, I hate that when you're sweating literal gin. Like that's yeah. I felt really, really bad about that because like, why wouldn't you just call one of the other girls? But I guess maybe they were busy. Anyways, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> oh my god, that's okay. Um, honestly, I only have like one more job experience between before like our current one, and it was I worked for. At one point, I was working at Target for this emotional intelligence person, and then I had a job at the aquarium. Um, cause I just like really hated myself and I really wanted to push all my limits. Um, <laughs> so summer of 2015, I worked at the Vancouver Aquarium. I was just like, I can't remember what they even called us, but we were like visitor, visitor experience or something. Like I literally just stood at like the beluga show. Um, and then I would move to like the sea lions and then I would move to the jellyfish. Like it was just like really funny. And I worked the 3D movie theater. I don't know. I just thought it was like the funniest job. I love the 3D movie theater yeah. there, especially with the little jump scare when there's always like a big like shark oh, totally. thing to it's, it and it like punches you in the back. It's great. It, 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 that's fun because like we all get to go like the whole employees like before they debut a new movie, like we all get to watch it together. So like that's fun. Um, but it was kind of crazy because there's a lot of protests that happened in the aquarium and I'm, and I'm not going to go into that side and how the Vancouver Aquarium is definitely better than the sea world. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, but we would just have like crazy protesters and the year that I was working there, we, Chesterman, uh, Chester, he was like, um, oh shit, what's his name? He's like a dolphin. And he was found on Chesterman Beach in Tofino. And it was just like really, it was like his first couple of months there. And like literally for five hours, I had to guard his like pool or habitat. I was like, Sorry, we weren't allowed to call it a pool. It was his habitat. And make sure like no one would come visit him because he was like getting accustomed. And it was just kind of like sad. Oh, like, no, oh, but it was, like, still one of the outdoor ones, but, like, no one could come see him? Yeah, no one could go up close, because he, it was, like, his first couple of weeks, and he was just, like, a baby, and his, like, mom died, and so Aww. they were just trying to, like, yeah, because, like, the one thing the aquarium does, like, when they, you know, rescue an animal, they, like, try to rehabilitate it and, like, release it into the wild, but, like, in Chester's case, he was too young, like, he would have died. He didn't have a mom to go back to, like, nothing. He's, like, a month old, so... Yeah, I mean, I know every, like, aquarium probably has, like, done shady shit, but I think the Vancouver Aquarium, like, they try to just do rehabilitation. Like, they don't purchase animals from places no. just for show. Like, they just find animals in distress and then rehabilitate them and try to introduce them back into the the real world. <laughs> There's a whole facility behind the aquarium, like, people don't even know that it's just, like, full-on, like, I don't know what their titles are, but, like, they're not veterinarians, but they're, like, more... Marine biologists. Yeah, yeah, marine biologists. <laughs> <laughs> and they're there, and they're taking care of the pet, uh, the animals, and I just, like, I don't know. They do okay. But I'll never forget, we, in grade six, our school won aqua school, and we got to go in grade six and go before the aquarium opened, and we got to, like, run that motherfucker, and we would take, like, classes and go behind the scenes and, like... It was, like, really fun, and we got to, like, do, we had to do a report on an animal, and mine was the sea lion. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> all right. Is that is that all of yours? It's all my job experience, and now now we're here working together. Yeah, I skipped a lot just because like I've worked so many places. Like I did, I worked at a pop up shop because I was. Oh like, wow! Yeah, for two weeks. So I was. Why not? I like money. <laughs> I, that's the one thing. Like, I do wish I started working earlier. Like, I never had a job, a job in high school. Like, I worked for my parents, which was, like, very slack. <laughs> I was, like, I wish I held on, like, a little bit longer to not working. Although it was nice to have, like, my own, like, disposable income to, like, spend on whatever. But also, like, I look back and, like, my paycheck's for, like, $200. Like, See, I spend that? Like, nobody's business right now. Yeah, so, oh, my God, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, money is an issue I can't <laughs> um apology of the week oh do you have one I, I if we don't sorry I do you no no well let's just call my apology to the owner of that store when I called in sick that day and she had to work Good apology. Was, yeah I felt oh my god still to this day I feel like shit about that oh my god I'm really sorry I was yeah. a dumbass I wasn't even a teenager I was a young adult that didn't care for anyone but myself apparently yeah. I mean I've called I mean sorry for Target I've called in hungover many times and lied that it was food poisoning so I mean I feel like that's I should apologize for that <laughs> there we go we are absolved of our sins and we're good to go say 20 Hail Marys and you're good to go <laughs> 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 and done all right well i guess that's it for today's episode then um don't forget to follow us on instagram at we apologize podcast and our personal accounts alex with two x's underscore french with two h's and mine is tony rose goulden tony with an i and that's it <laughs> and that's it all right until next week goodbye Bye.